Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Dawn, have you ever seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Are you kidding me? Of course I have. Well, if they had the patio domes that <laughs> the Freehouse has right now, yeah. Tina Turner would have been in a much better mood in that movie. Oh my gosh, I think you're so <laughs> right. Now, this is a unique dining experience that they have at the Freehouse all winter long. That's right. As long as there's snow on the ground, you can rent these patio domes. Dawn and I, we're not kidding. This is so cool. Maybe you have a date. Maybe you have a unique, I don't know, family event that you want to spice up. You can rent these patio domes by the hour. They're heated. You can get their full menu in the domes. And you can even get some special items as well. This would be a really cool date kind of thing. Don't you think, Dawn? Oh, absolutely. Wait until at least the third date, and then you might get lucky. (laughs) Maybe the fourth. Maybe we can recommend this for the next second chance romance that goes awry. Yes. We'll say, hey, maybe you'll get along better at the Freehouse Patio Domes. Maybe. I don't know. You can book these again by the hour. And again, the full menu is available, plus some special items as well. For more information, call the Freehouse. I need some dirt, 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 dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? Well, nominations for the 92nd Academy Awards were announced moments ago. Joker leads with 11 nominations. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and The Irishman each have 10. This, this year's award ceremony will air February 9th on ABC, and as was the case last year, there won't be a host this year. Oh, come on. Take a risk, Oscars. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> that's really close. 11, 10, 10, 10. Th- that means, and I think Paul would agree, best picture. It could be anybody's this year, which makes for an exciting. I'm actually happy. This really could be 1917s. It could be Once Upon a Time. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. The Irishman? I, 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 all three have equal buzz right now. This is good. We'll talk with Paul in just a second. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle may be coming to America, but not until President Trump is out of office. After their Megxit deal gets hashed out, the Daily Mail reports that the couple plan on living in Canada and eventually finding a home in Los Angeles. But Meghan Markle says she won't move back to America while Trump is president. That's according to the Mail, who cite her friends. Well, let's take it. Uh, take it for with a grain it's of salt. It is the mail. <laughs> I don't trust I, any of those tabloids. <laughs> I really, really um, doubt that this is true. Yeah. I think Megan has enough good sense that she wouldn't say anything like this against the American president, whether you agree with him or not. I, I, I do not think she would do this. I think it's hooey. 
And the World War I film 1917 is the new number one movie in America, North America. The film, which had been in limited release since Christmas, won the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Drama a week ago. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker dropped to second place, followed by Jumanji The Next Level. All right, there you have it. For more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to our website, mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. She's enjoying a nice vacation right now. You can follow her adventures at Stephanie's Dish. Well, about a half hour ago, the nominations for the 92nd Annual Academy Awards were broadcasted the big night will be live on abc in on february 9th to break down the who what when where why surprises snubs the who moments paul mcguire grimes joins us on the phone good morning hello paul are you there hmm <laughs> do you have the phone okay oh boy are you serious this is maybe we should call you there him. Paul, are you oh, there? Oh, boy. Okay, maybe we'll just try calling him. And, uh, Rob, I'm going to send you his number. Or I'll call him, all right? So talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Maybe we need to reset the phone. I'm not sure. Oh, goodness gravy. I'll reset the phone. Perfect. Take a minute. Paul, uh, hang with us for just a second. Uh, just a little bit. Me, it is uh, 8.06. Yeah, I've Let got me a go question s- for you. Yeah, go ahead, Kenny. Are you going to go see Ford versus Ferrari? Um, no, I have zero, zero a desire to see that. Have you seen it? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, you I, have? I think I've seen every racing movie that's ever been done all the way back to the silent era. And well, as far as racing movies go, it's really, really good. Well, Kenny's referring, uh, mentioning it because Ford versus Ferrari is one of the best picture nominations. It joins the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Uh, Kenny, what is, what's the gist? What's the through line of Ford versus Ferrari? In the 60s, Ford, um, Ford 2, they call him the deuce, uh, he tried to buy Ferrari. And the deal was almost done when Ferrari backed out. This made the Deuce very angry, and he decided to take on Ferrari and win at Le Mans uh, and and do whatever it takes and spend millions to beat Ferrari. And eventually, a couple years later, he did. And that's kind of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Did you find it? It was... And it was good. Yeah, and you uh, liked it. I really liked it. I, I had a hard time getting around Batman uh, because he's <laughs> no. always Batman to me. Uh, but I, I, D- Damon was all right. <laughs> Matt Damon was all right. But that Batman Christian bug- Bale. Yeah, Batman bugs me. Okay. Oh, oh, you you just don't like him. Yeah, he's always Batman to me. Oh, yeah. so you can't see him in another role like right, this. Right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, now, Dawn, out of the best pictures that I uh, listed there, Ford. Irishman, Jojo, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, which, by the way, Little Women, I'm shocked by. Anyway, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Um, which ones have you seen? Oh, um, gosh. you see the Irishman? focusing on something else. I've seen the Irishman. I think that's it. Yeah. That's the only one? Yeah. 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 I uh, just oh, had... no, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I saw, saw that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't see Joker. Set. I didn't want to go to the theater. I was a little scared, to be honest, because of all the hoopla around um you know what it could potentially i was scared i'll admit i wanted to wait until i could see it at home yeah i saw it and and 
I'll say it again. It is a uh, award-worthy movie, but good criminy niddles. I haven't felt about a movie the way I felt about Joker in a long time. And I feel this is how I feel. I never, ever, ever want to see it again. And I'm a guy that sees movies over and over. Yeah. I've watched Force Awakens so much I could recite it to. But I've seen The Lion King as many times. Uh, but the Joker, but Joker... I never want to go down that rabbit hole again. Yeah. It's so dire. I don't want to see it then. And dark and dismal and depressing. Um, it's like a meeting with Amy Daniels. I mean, it's just, you know, you just you get into a vortex of doom. Oh, no. Even the commercials for it are disturbing. Where, yes. Where he's walking down that staircase sideways yes. with his arms in the air. It's like, oh boy. Here, it's dire. Here comes I mean, B. Arthur. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to tell us something else we're not doing right. Uh, it, 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 now, am I glad that I saw Joker? Yes. Um, am, I, am I glad that I saw Joaquin's incredible performance? Yes. But, oh, I see it pop up on Apple TV. I can't. I can't not buy it quick enough. Right. <laughs> I just, it's so, oof, oof. I need oof. advice from you on the uh, Tarantino movie, uh, if I should see it or not. Uh, Quentin wore out his welcome with me about three movies ago uh, because a lot of it is just so gratuitous, and there's scenes in there that are 10 minutes long that should be four minutes long. I get sick of hearing the N-word and the F-word, and uh, should I go see this movie? I, I liked it, but it sounds like you're not a fan of his at all. So. I used to be a huge fan. Jackie Brown, oh, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best movies yeah. ever. And, uh, you know, and there's a few other movies that are really, really good. But as of late, he just seems to be a parody of himself. Yeah. So I think we have Paul now. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, Paul, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Can you hear me? There, oh, there we go. Here we go. Thank you, thank you for infiltrating our Pilgrim uh, phone system. Um, our colonial. Uh, grab that soup can, put it a little closer to your ear. And uh, okay, let's get right down to it. First of all, Paul, thanks for doing this. Um, surprises. Let's start there. I, anything? Anything surprise? Go ahead. Yeah, I would say that there's more of the people that were not nominated for me, like Jennifer Lopez, Eddie Murphy, Robert De Niro, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, all, of those, all of those actors were a lot in the talks, and for them to be shut out was surprising to me. Mm. Yeah, because in Best Actress in a Leading Role, Paul mentioned J-Lo. Uh, she's not in there. Uh, Cynthia Scarlett, uh, uh, uh Charlize, and Renee. And... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, because J-Lo was rumored even before the movie was even out that it could be her yeah, year. And she, I mean, she looking to be in supporting actress, and I think that we saw Kathy Bates take that nomination mm -hmm. instead for Richard oh, that's Jewell, right. when a lot of people have not seen, that kind of movie kind of got shut out um, from, some, you know, people just haven't seen Richard Jewell at all. Mm. Uh, what are you most happy about from the movies that you've seen and you've seen them all? What? what? Oh, <laughs> I'm happy that 1917 is getting a lot of love because it's a really fantastic, important movie for people to go see. I think that is going to be the surprise victory come Oscar night. We saw it win the Golden Globe. It won last night, um, did really well last night at the Critics' Choice Awards. So 
I think that's going to do really well. I'm a little surprised Joker got 11 nominations and, and is the, the head of the pack there. I personally don't feel like that's justified myself. I have a lot of problems with that movie. But I'm happy to see 1917. And once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, Kenny, you were talking about if you should see or not. I would say yes, see it. It's very different for Quentin. The language and the violence is really kept at a minimum oh, until good. the ending. Good, good. The end is yeah. violent, though. Okay. <laughs> I, mean. Yeah, I mean, yes, the ending is very violent. Trust you me, it's very, the ending is violent, but the rest of it is not. And it is long, yes, so maybe if you want to see in two sittings, you could do that. Oh, cool. Thanks for the advice. Paul McGuire yeah. Grimes joins us. Don? Uh, the Irishman. What do you think is going to happen with this one? Because it really Ooh. didn't it get shut out of the Golden Globes. I mean, just didn't win anything. It did. You know, the Academy is on the fence, I think, right now with its love for Netflix. We saw Marriage Story get a lot of nominations. We saw The Irishman get a lot of nominations. But I think it could get shut out this year. I would be very surprised if it wins Best Picture, just going up against Once Upon a Time, 1917, mm-hmm. Parasite. I think it could be one of those years where it is a no-win night for them. I think that Al Pacino and Joe Pesci could split Best Supporting Actor. I think Brad Pitt will end up winning that. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Unless it wins adapted screenplay, I could see that maybe taking it this year for adapted okay. screenplay, if any of the awards. Well, let me ask both of you, uh, Paul and Don. Uh, Brad won the Globe. Uh, I, I agree with you. The splitting of the vote between Pesci for um, uh, for the Irishman. Does Brad deserve it, though? Is this his year? Does Is he that well, good in it? I think he is really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My vote, I personally think that this should be Tom Hanks's year. Oh. Um, I think that Brad Pitt, along with Laura Dern, are both getting kind of career achievement, lifetime achievement awards <laughs> yeah. this year versus for their specific movies. Um, we saw Brad Pitt, Laura Dern, Renee Zellweger, and Joaquin Phoenix all win Critics' Choice Awards last night. So mm. We may see, we may already know our four Oscar winners for the acting categories. The four of them won the uh, Golden Globe. They won Critics' Choice. So we'll see this Sunday with the SAG Awards who wins that night, and they will go on to win the Oscar. Oh. But I think that this is Brad Pitt's year. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with Paul because sometimes I always use the example of uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Everybody knows he should have won for Hurricane, but he didn't. And but they so they so they gave it to him for Training Day. Though he was great in Training Day, but it was kind of like uh, it it was a do. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years. You need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Over because he should have absolutely have won it for Hurricane and he didn't. And that's what sometimes happens. They just It is a lifetime achievement award. And Brad has not won an acting Oscar yet. He yeah. has a producing Oscar for 12 Years of Play, but this mm-hmm. will be his first acting Oscar after many nominations. Yes. Now, let's. can we talk about Best Actor? Do you? How yeah. did you feel about Adam Driver in A Marriage Story? Is he better than Joaquin Phoenix? I think he is. I think what Adam Driver's character goes through is just, um, it's so layered and so different than Joaquin. Joaquin is a descent into madness, where Adam is just struggling with 
his relationship with his going to be ex-wife and how do how does he relate to then to his son in the movie and his in-laws in the movie and his lawyer in the movie that he has so many different types of relationships it's so deep and layered where Joaquin is just on a it's just a very different performance and I think Adam I think there's a better mm-hmm. heartbreaking performance than Joaquin and I also like I really love seeing Antonio Banderas on it for pain and glory people have not seen that movie it's a really uh, phenomenal performance by Antonio Banderas I think someone that could easily get overlooked but I, I personally would give it to Adam Driver than Joaquin uh, we got to go, but really quick, uh, Paul McGuire Grimes joins us. We're talking with the Oscar nominations. Uh, Renee Zellweger, don't we think yeah. it's pretty much in the bag, uh, right? Yeah, I think she has it in the bag. Um, I think she will win it. I don't really see Charlie Theron being a competition or even ScarJo. I think this is all Renee. Did you That's see right. little? I'm sure you've seen all of these Little Women. Saoirse Ronan is worthy of a yes. nomination. I think so. Um, I personally, I mean, I think she's worthy. I'm bummed Lupita Nyong'o didn't get it for us. Um, but I think yes. is so delightful. I want people to go see Little Women as well. Yeah. Greta Gerwig got a animated screenplay nomination as well. Bummed she didn't get Best Director, mm. but that didn't surprise me. But I, yeah, go see Little Women. And then you can see Florence Pugh, who got a supporting actress nomination for her uh, uh, performance as well. So, yeah, search was great. And she's so young and already has like four or five nominations under her belt. So I know. It's no crazy. There. You can follow you can follow Paul on social media, Paul's movie trip. Paul, thank you for doing this. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Paul McGuire Grimes again. Paul's movie trip on the Twitters. Eight seventeen when we come back, Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. I love carbs. Do you, Jason? I love bread. Yes, and you know what? I'm on the Livia program and I can actually have bread. You it's, can? Yeah, it's just don't eat. 12 English muffins. That's kind of the rule. Don't eat four pieces of bread for each meal. Don't eat entire Sara Lee semi-truck full of bread. (laughs) Right. And you can't expect to lose weight on a program like that. They have registered dietitians at Livia. They have uh, nutritionists. They look at your day and they go, what's coming up this week? And they will help me devise a plan because I can't do that on my own. No, and they can pinpoint challenge areas and help you with those challenge areas. Yes. So go to Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA to join their eight-week challenge and get your first eight weeks free when you mention my talk or Dawn. And go in and you're going to feel so much better about yourself because you know what? You don't need to be miserable anymore, right? Can I wrap up this commercial like this? Yeah. I love Livia! (laughs) This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Jace. <laughs> wow. With Todd and Elizabeth well, Reese. That's quite a promise. <laughs> with the Dirtler. <laughs> Hello, Elizabeth. Best of luck to you delivering on that. Whoa. <laughs> Good morning, you guys. It's nice to be with you on this Monday. Okay, the weekend, uh, just all about the stories about Harry and Meghan. I mean, really, can you even stand it? It's just uh, constant, a constant well, barrage of information. This is I, so fascinating. So, McLean, Don, my starshine, <laughs> uh, said, so uh, g- gave us that uh, William statement. Well, now, an hour ago, the Today Show said that William said and Harry said that that's, 
they've come out with a new joint statement. Elizabeth, I know. make sense oh my of this gosh, for us. What? That's right. They yes. put out a joint statement. Okay, so what William said was apparently being reported by a friend. Yeah. And so that statement that William said wasn't coming straight from William to a <gasps> reporter where he said, I've put my arm around my brother my whole life and I'm sad I can't do that anymore, right? That was the, mm-hmm. the effect of the statement. I haven't memorized what is wrong with me. <laughs> I love um, it. But so that was coming from a friend who told a reporter that that's what William said during a conversation. So now they've issued a joint statement, a rare joint statement, Prince William and Prince Harry, saying, despite clear denials, a false story ran in a UK newspaper today speculating about the relationship between the Duke of Sussex and the Duke of Cambridge. For brothers who care so deeply about the issues surrounding mental health, the use of inflammatory language in this way is offensive and potentially harmful. And what they're referring to is the Times of London publishing a story that claimed that William's bullying attitude, and that is in quotes, bullying attitude, was what led to Harry and his wife, Duchess Meghan, stepping down from the British royal family. And then that story went on saying that William wasn't welcoming towards Meghan before their wedding and that uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex were constantly being told their place, as in, you're not the next in line to the throne. Oh, we're the leaders on. of this royal family. Do you believe this? I don't believe that, okay. that William was doing that. I really do believe that William cautioned Harry about marrying Meghan so fast because I believe that William believed that Meghan didn't have a true understanding of what it meant to marry into the royal family. And the weight of that was heavy on him when he proposed to Kate. That mm. he, it took him a long time to marry Kate. He's talked about this. It took him a long time to propose to Kate because he wanted to be sure that she was sure that marrying him was what she wanted because of all of this junk that comes along when you marry into the royal family. Absolutely. And that she was like emotionally stable and ready to handle it and how what the impact that has had then on her family. You know what I mean? It's a huge thing. It is a huge thing. And then look at like what has happened with Meghan's family since she got engaged and married Prince Harry. I mean, her dad, the stepsister. That whole thing I even forgot about. And so I think maybe William understood, you know, that uh, that, um, you know, Meghan's family would be even less prepared for this transition than Kate Middleton's family was, particularly because they're not even British, right? I mean, yeah. how do we know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I know, you guys. Don't you wish you were talking about Dungeons and Dragons? It oh feels God. like it'd be a little less complicated. <sighs> Maybe a oh, little bit. Oh, don't, yeah. no. It's no. way more complicated yeah, than it this. Is. It's really fascinating. <laughs> and so now, um, page six is reporting that Harry and Meghan may threaten a tell-all interview with Oprah. Poor Oprah ple- keeps getting dragged into this in the headlines. She's just trying to lead the 2020 Vision Tour, which, by the way, everybody's social media was all over this over the weekend. And I was feeling very, I had some serious FOMO that I wasn't there. Oh, right. Did any of you go? Did you guys go to Oprah's thing? No. no. I, I worked and... I know, it was just I a, a thing long, too. yeah. It was just a long day that I could not commit to. So I know, uh, I, know I so fun. wanted to go. People are saying it was just amazing, and it yeah. would have been great. Um, but here's what Page Six is reporting: that Meghan Markle's American PR team is already in touch with major U.S. networks and Oprah Winfrey that they could use the TV threat to try to secure a better deal at the meeting that they're going to have with the Queen, Prince Charles, and Prince William today. And what I was reading was that it sounds like um, Kate might be there too and Meghan might join them over the phone because Meghan's in Canada. 
I mean, that had to have been planned. Oh, yeah. She fled the scene. She left and she flew commercial. Can <laughs> you mean, believe I, it? I, oh, my God, she did? That I mean, how, honestly, that is a calculated move. I know. That's She's how like, I don't want to deal with this. That she was out was okay. because she flew commercial. How do you even do that when you're Meghan Markle? I think you get on the plane last and you just wear sunglasses. People wear sunglasses inside. You wear a hat. You Maybe become a hat person. But pads or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how do you change your body? You? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like a puffer coat. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then she would have the baby. Maybe put a grill in or something. There's so many fascinating questions, too, about like what the, what will this mean in terms of security for them? Because who will be picking up the bill for security? Like they'll probably still have security in the UK, but will they have to pay for their own security when they're in Canada? <sighs> right. Um, and the fact that they had their website that was perfectly polished and ready to go, and they worked with the same website design team that worked with her on the TIG, which was her lifestyle blog that she had before she met Harry. Hello. Yes. I yes, told you, yes. I've been like swimming underwater in this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's all about the money. That's what I Holly Roberts says. Here. She's the really the one that's... Holly Roberts is just all about thinking it's all about the money, which I'm kind of agreeing with her now. Well, and page six headline today, Meghan Markle reportedly pushed for Megxit and Prince Harry is heartbroken um, that being a royal oh. is not working for her. Who oh. knows what the truth is? There's right? So Somewhere in the middle, probably. Yeah. All right, Somewhere you guys. Back to Dungeons & Dragons coverage <laughs> exclusively. Thanks. Exclusively. <laughs> Best to the Nest, available right now, wherever podcasts are sold. Back after this, everybody. 33, Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything Dungeons & Dragons. I'm Jace with Dawn. Kenny, Rob's here. Uh, it is Oscar nominations Monday. Much to Dawn's delight, uh, our phone system problems and Oscar coverage uh, will prevent us from doing Dreamweaver today. <laughs> we ap- we apologize. Uh, yeah, our phone systems are continue dumpster uh, fire. Uh, it's a dumpster fire uh, with no end in sight. <laughs> but I will say thank you for all your emails about this and tweets. The people that are in charge of fixing this are working as hard as they can. And they really, all the technical problems, they really do care. I know it sounds like, you know, we're bitching about it on the air, but they really are. Every day they've got a new thing that I email them about, for God's sake. Poor Paul Black. <laughs> Paul basically lives here. Yeah, we have yeah, a great team. Yeah, Jake, yeah. Mike, Paul, they're good guys. They're, uh, there's only only so many hours in the day and only so much they can do. So and as soon as there's a uh, couple other whole radio stations that they uh, work And then on. there's that, yeah. <laughs> so as soon as uh, the phone systems are back up and running properly, uh, Dreamweaver uh, Dawn will return. Uh, I was waiting to see how long this headline would take to materialize, and it took... 45 minutes uh, from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, women shut out again for best director. Mm. No female directors in the best director category for the 2020 Oscars. Uh, they're noting that Lulu, Lulu Wang for The Farewell, Greta Gerwig for Little Women, mm. Marielle Heller for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Laureen uh, Scafaria for Hustlers, and Alma Harrell for Honey Boy were all notably left oh out. Oh my gosh, yeah. Honey Boy had a lot of buzz around it. That's Shia mm-hmm. LaBeouf's movie about his life growing up in Hollywood as a child star and his relationship with his dad. I've heard only good things about that movie. Yeah. I, 
here's what I'll say. It's this isn't going to be comforting. It may not even be 100 um, percent accurate. But my guess is they're really trying to make the voting body more diverse. Uh, they put it into action, I think, about five years ago. It is sadly going to take a while. Mm-hmm. This is, you know what I mean? It's not comforting. It's not correct. It shouldn't be this way. But the the only thing that everybody in the academy gets to vote on is best picture. The other arts, the other categories are voted on by that profession. So the directors in the director's guild, in the director's arm of the academy, Y'all need to get the, the academy needs to get some women up in there so it reflects the actual working community in Hollywood. Um, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of because um, it is in, in many ways a popularity contest. Yes. And, you know, and, and especially in the acting categories. But you need to get they really need to look at the director's arm of the academy. Do you have enough women represented? I mean, I listed off. Now, admittedly, you know, and it's also, it could be also a slice of this. Uh, maybe the director's arm didn't think female or male that the, 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 the movies I just listed deserved a best director. You know, I don't know. Who knows? There's also a lot of political things that go on behind the scenes that we're not talking about. Privy like to, yep. how much money. Hollywood com- campaigns are for Oscars. I mean, they spend tons and tons of money. It's a part of their budget. There's a lot of financial costs to try to get your name on that list. Yep. And it does affect, um, it does affect, I mean, millions and millions of dollars. Well, they, they run ads. I, I, I kept seeing ads. I'm not even an Academy voter. And I kept seeing ads pop up when I would go to HollywoodReporter.com for Star Wars, uh, for your consideration in all categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there wasn't enough spotlight shown, uh, 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 shined on Greta and Marielle and Lulu. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if these are some of these are smaller movies, um, uh, uh, oh the farewells a little bit. Uh, Honey Boy is. If there's not a attention, if the studios aren't spending the money to get these. Great female directors' names out there. That that's part of it too. I'm just Where reading say, right Dawn, now that no, no, it's okay. The cost of the Best Picture winning Oscar campaign just for Best Picture is around ten million. That's yeah. what campaigns have to run. One page advertisement in the Hollywood Reporter during Oscar season costs seventy two thousand. Um, Oscar voters are ninety four percent white, seventy seven percent male, and have a median age of sixty two. And who are they? Where are they? <laughs> yeah. And how many? No, I, I, these are serious questions. I don't yeah. know. And how many are there? And how do you become one? Jason, do you know? I know that. Well, go ahead. If Jason. you win an Oscar, if you're nominated, I think if you're nominated, you automatically uh, get an Academy membership. Um, I think that's the way that it works, is my understanding. So and, everyday schmoes, not allowed. No, no, oh. not everyday schmoes. Oh. Like Amy Daniels couldn't be. Well, I uh, would hope not. Remember, yeah. yeah. Only five women had been nominated for directing. Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Uh, uh, Lena uh, Wertmuller for Seven Beauties. Uh, Jane Campion for The Piano. Sophia Coppola for Lost in Translation. And Greta Gerwig. Oh, my and God, it, you are kidding me. 
And in 2010, Catherine Bigelow became the first and only female director to win in the category. Oh, that's staggering. Just mm-hmm. to hear that there's only been five. Five. Out of all of all time. Mm-hmm. Not in the last decade. Mm-mm. Because the piano. Did you mm-hmm. say the piano? The piano. Yeah. Oh Jane Campion God. for the piano. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So uh, something has to change. And, again, it, 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 it has to be the diversifying of the voting body. You got to get some women up in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, you, you got to. I mean, and, again, I will give them credit where credit's due. They initiated a plan, I believe, five or six years ago, um, trying to diversify the voting body. And it's, and it's working. You, you are seeing more diversity in other categories, but my goodness, in I directing. Mean, and it, it, it's like the 40s up in here. Yeah, not, 94% white, 77% male, median age of, of 62. Yeah. So uh, that, that has to change. That, that, that absolutely has to change. Sorry to offend any of our... 62 year old white males that are listening well i'm i'm not i'm a white male i'm not offended i i it it should be better they and and again they are trying to do better and and you're seeing it in some of the nominations another bone that i have to pick with them with the academy too is i hate this best picture category where there can be like 18 million films up for best picture. there's no limit no that's crazy to me there's one two three four five six there's nine this year wow that's nutter butters, and we don't need that. Keep it at five. Keep it at five. It worked for years. I mean, I I don't know. the The argument is then it limits more pop, uh, more mainstream popular films. But I uh, I don't think that's really working. Yeah, I'm not seeing a ton of mainstream. I'm not seeing Star Wars on here. <laughs> not that I think it should be, but I'm just I'm making a joking example. Um, a lot of these are still smaller movies. Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, um, uh, Marriage Story, you could even call a smaller film. Um, it's, I, it's not doing what it was intended to do. So I would like to also add, so, all those statistics I just gave, I'm, I'm n- noticing that this was written in 2015, so those numbers are five years old. Hopefully it's a little different. I'm sure that it's similar, though. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it hasn't changed that much since no, 2015. It's, it's moving at a glacial pace there. Uh, 8.42, we're going to take a break. We're going to wrap up the show when we return. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk Radio 7-1. Everything entertainment. Everything revolving doors. I'm Jace with Dawn. Kenny and Rob. 8.48. Kicking off a brand new week. Mystery Date Friday returns on Friday. As will Forced Movie Reviews. Angel will give me a movie, an action movie to watch. We'll have that on Friday. Uh We're back to that. Yes. Uh Yes. So it'll be a fun Friday. Again, thanks to Stephanie Hansen for uh, helping us out in December. And uh, yeah, we appreciate her very much. She's right now in the Virgin Islands sunbathing in the nude or something. I don't know. She's doing something. You can follow her adventures. That's Stephanie's dish. (laughs) No, she's her. As Kenny said, right, Kenny, the husband's naked. Probably not. Yeah, Stephanie's not. Oh, no. 
I know. Oh, Steffers. I got to watch the show uh, tonight. Uh, Colin brought this up right before I went to bed. My feet are killing me. It's this. Uh, it's like Dr. Pimple Popper, but people with like horrible feet conditions. I saw that I, on the uh, TLC website. Yes. Okay. I, I was so tired, though. We watched like 80 <laughs> hours of The Queen, and then I, I passed out. Um, so I have to watch this tonight. Uh, it's called My Feet Are Killing Me, and I'm fascinated uh, by this. I'm fascinated. You're not grossed oh. out by other people's feet? No, are you? No, not really. Doesn't no, it doesn't, doesn't bother, bother me. me. Yeah. No. But it's like the Dr. Pimple Popper thing. I know a lot of people that cannot watch that show because it's it's weird. But then there are other people that, well, she, she got a show because millions watched her YouTube channel of her, you know, I don't want to say it. It's gross. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, there's I, I sampled that. Uh, I was one of those people <laughs> without watching it. I had cast judgment on that show because I figured it was just her popping big zits and goo going everywhere. Uh, yeah, and, and it's a whole lot more than that. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, it's a whole lot more. It's than changing that. people's lives. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you have a thing on the on the side of your head the size of Haley's comet, and get and, it off, get it out of there. I, I don't know who laughed, but but I'm saying. Speaking of Dungeons you, and Dragons, my yeah, God, what is it, that? If you have that and you go in and Dr. Pimple uh, can remove that, that is life-changing. Absolutely. I would cry, too. I mean, you know, that's why I like I, I like those types of I shows. I like to watch farm equipment. I'm one of those people in any type of... Type of I'm sorry, special, what? Specialized tools. And some people, it relaxes me to watch, like, a hay baler. Or um, I was, this weekend I was watching a nut gatherer. <laughs> It like gathered pecans off the ground, and it was such a cool thing. It was like a bunch of bingo balls that go around, and it's like a big vacuum thing. And I just love it. Some people like to watch pimple popping. It, it makes them. It relaxes them. So, have you ever watched Machine Repeat? No. On a, uh, RFD, I, I believe it is that rural oh, yes. rural TV I know that. station. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he just talks about machinery and what it sells for, and all of that. I I literally watch that with my mouth agape. Agape. <laughs> yes. <just>, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we return to the nut gathering, please? I, uh, yeah. Sure. I'll find I, the video uh, that I, I was just fascinated by it. So it gathers and sweeps them up and puts them, I'm guessing, onto a conveyor and then into... No, it's a little handheld thing that people what? go around their trees along the ground and it has like, oh uh, gosh, probably 12 of these... Cylinders that roll, kind of like that uh, popcorn machine thing you had as a kid that was like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, right. Pop, you know, pop, 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 yeah, pop, pop, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what it looks like inside, and it oh. looks like a bingo ball. And you roll it across the ground, and somehow Ooh, it gathers goodness. them up, and it oh, just cool. rolls. It's, I'm like, man, that thing is awesome. I wish I could invent something like that and then retire <laughs> and just play Dungeons and Dragons. Because <laughs> you actually did play Dungeons and Dragons. I, I keep. I did, and Jason, it's so funny that you've been mentioning that today. I don't know why, but you must be connected to my mind. This weekend, we talked a lot at MC's household about it because his son, who's turning 11 on Tuesday, got this starter kit for Dungeons & Dragons and really wants to play. And so he wants to be the dungeon master, and that's kind of a big role to take on, especially if you've never played before. So he's reading up about it and really trying to consume all of that. I was. Uh, I got my dice out. I wasn't going to tell anybody this, but I've discovered something about Jason. He's just like Google. He always knows. He always yeah. knows what you're doing. Every always. spare minute of your uh, uh-huh. day knows where you're going, yep. 
what you've done. I knew you were playing. I knew you were playing D and D. What yeah. you're gonna do? Oh my Knows god! Knows it's I'm called D and D. I know. Uh huh. I do know those things. I do. Oh, I never got it. Uh, you know, I never got into that as a kid. Uh, that's because that's a that's such an '80s thing. Yeah. But I never. It was the one thing I didn't nerd out with. Yeah, but, I get you know, that. Yeah, I I love it though. I love that. I you, didn't get into it until college. Had a girl. Girl, I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there won't dorky. be any, there won't be any D and D mentions in uh, passing notes. It'll uh, yeah. It's no, po- we just keep it uh, strictly to my obsession about boys. Apparently, how embarrassing. Well, you were you were and are beautiful. If I was a straight dude back in Missouri. Um, I would have been on you like uh, rice on Roni, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is the show me state. Show me something, baby. Show me, yeah. So, Donna's um, I heard, here. Who is? Donna. <gasps> what? She She's here? Yeah. Ray with the queen of hearts. No one in uh, Donna, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I because I wanted to make a commitment to you. I know sometimes when Steve comes in here, you and Steve come in here, you get uh, every uh, he gets 20 words for every one word you get to say. <laughs> so I wanted to make a commitment. It's a blessing that, and a curse. Yeah, that, that you get all the words today. Uh, you get all the words. Thank all the love. you. I was afraid yes. to come in here. I thought you guys were going to assign a movie to me. Oh no, no, you're safe. You're we're done safe. with that. We're, well, no, we're not done with it, but you're safe oh. right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk Oscars today. You know, the huge. We're going to talk Critics' Choice Awards. We've got some clips, some highlights from last mm-hmm. night's show. Uh, I checked out a new show on Netflix. I Which almost, one? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, my But it's the gosh. one with RuPaul. Oh, the uh, Queen, um, AJ and the Queen. Mm, AJ and the Bear? Mm. No. no, that's, it's, it's. It is. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. I love that you're um, you're debating me on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it no, just, it's I funny. It's something catchier, you know, like no, AJ and the Queen. Like, what's happening? <laughs> no, that's a show from the seventies. <laughs> this is a Shirley <laughs> Sure, thank you, Shirley. <laughs> Kenny bringing out the Shirley. Oh, I love Shirley. Yep, I'd be the little bratty sister. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be talking about that Daniel. coming up at eleven o'clock. Steve watched a movie. We'll talk about that. We got so much going on, you guys. So much. I have a question. How many times is Steve going to derail the show today? Oh, uh, maybe four. Maybe four times. Let's go for four today. Okay. That's going to do it for us. If you're a kid out there that's being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Don? That's right. You be you. And if you want to play D&D, do it. Even if people think you're weird. I did. And look at me. Change before tomorrow if you're a bad person. Bye.